Hello, and welcome to the Occupied Thoughts podcast. I'm Peter Beinart, a non-resident fellow with the Foundation for Middle East Peace. Today, I am joined by Sausan Zahir, who's Deputy General Director and Director of, Social and the, of the Social and Economic Rights Unit at Adala, the Legal Center for Arab Minority Rights in Israel. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're going to talk about the International Criminal Court's recent ruling that it has jurisdiction uh, over uh, Israeli and Palestinian actions in um, the uh, occupied West Bank and uh, elsewhere. Um, so uh, Sasan, would you just maybe start by telling us what the ICC decision was and, and what's significant about it? Yeah, sure. Um, I think like it's it's important to start with what the ICC decision is about and what it is not about. First of all, we're talking about preliminary steps that would enable the a prosecutor to open to decide whether he or she wants to open the in, a criminal investigation. He or she, because now there's a shift uh, between the between Ben Souda to uh, uh, Karim Khan, who was uh, uh, elected recently and would uh, get into office in uh, June, and is uh, assumingly the person, the prosecutor, who will decide on whether to open investigation or not. So the current decision basically says whether there is an authority and jurisdiction for the court in order to start with a criminal investigation. So this is the only the start of what can later be an opening of a criminal investigation against persons, individuals, not against a state or a semi-state, not against Israel and not against Palestine, but against persons who will be found criminally liable on crimes that are set inside the statute. Now, what happened is that in December uh, 2019, uh, uh, the chief prosecutor, Ben Souda, back then finished an almost five years uh, investigation inquiry in order to check whether there is an option to open, to decide officially on opening criminal investigation. But before she did that, and because of the political sensitivity of the situation between Palestine and Israel, she decided to refer the question of jurisdiction to the uh, judges themselves because of the fact, because there were many reasons. First of all, on international level, Palestine is just an observer uh, state and not uh, uh, a sovereign state based on uh, the general international law uh, norms. Uh, and also because Israel is not a party to the ICC. It did sign it in 2002, but it didn't ratify. So basically it didn't agree uh, to the jurisdiction of the court. So the situation is a little bit delicate on legal terms. And of course, and of course on political level, it's also delicate because of the uh, uh, political pressure that Israel has been doing throughout the years against any kind of uh, examination by the ICC towards what's happening in, uh, in Israel and the, in Palestine. And the decision on February 5th was basically accepting the jurisdiction of the ICC. First of all, claiming that for the purpose of the statute itself, 
Palestine is a member state and only for the statute itself. It does not, and it clearly said that, that it will not affect any kind of new recognition of Palestine as a state based on, based on the rest of the international law, but only uh, solely for the Rome uh, statute. And in terms of the territory that it could uh, 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 hold its jurisdiction, it was clear that it is uh, uh, based on the ICC ruling from February that it's talking about the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and the Gaza Strip. That doesn't mean, again, that uh, uh, there that the investigation is open. This, there still needs to be a path uh, for it to be opened. On the other hand, it doesn't mean that it's just a technical, uh, a, a technical decision because it is a symbolic, political, and legal uh, a statement from the court that the rights of the victims, of the persons, individuals who are living under a, a blockade in Gaza and under occupation, a, a West Bank and Gaza, uh, basically are uh, uh, valid and unrecognizable, especially that it uh, mentioned and it detailed a lot about the right to self-determination of the Palestinian people in its own decision, in the February decision. So what would be, they've said they have jurisdiction, but as you say, a, an, an investigation hasn't begun, a case hasn't begun. What, um, uh, how likely do you think that is to, to when it is to begin? Uh, what would be the time frame, and do we have any sense about what the uh, subject matter would actually be? Um, uh, let's start with the subject matter because it's they are issues that are related to uh, Ben Suda's uh, findings uh, so far, especially from the preliminary investigation that she did and ended in December 2019. We're talking mostly about uh, the Gaza uh, war uh, in 2014. Uh, we're talking about the settlements, the legal settlements in the West, West Bank. And we're talking about uh, Israel's opening fire uh, on Gaza uh, 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 during the return, return demonstrations in March 2018, which basically led, uh, you know, the usage of the snipers back then, which led to the killings of uh, so many uh, Gazans. So these are the three major subjects that probably will be dealt by. But because of the uh, uh, because of the uh, shift and the election of uh, the new prosecutor Karim Khan, which uh, uh, is which is being viewed as an Israel favorite. Uh, election, uh, things like the decision from now on might be a, a, a lot political rather than legal, even though the ICC uh, in its statement after it's, it issued its decision uh, stated that there will be no political consideration and that they, of course, are not uh, uh, taking any consideration to any political statement by Netanyahu or by the US or by Germany or by, by any others. And the, the considerations that it's taking are only uh, legal. But we all know that it's all about politics. We all know that uh, if Israel will continue to pressure as it did with Germany and the Czech Republic so far, uh, it might lead to political pressure that uh, will not uh, that will lead to a decision by the a new uh, chief prosecutor, Karim Khan, uh, not to open a, a criminal investigation. But as a lawyer, as a human rights lawyer, 
uh, working in uh, in in the uh, 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 I'm based in Haifa, but of course we have been working a lot on issues that are related to the illegality of the settlements and the illegality of uh, the opening fires uh, in March 2018, as well as the uh, uh, criminality of uh, the Gaza War on 2014. I can assure you that uh, Ben Souda already had in December 2019 enough uh, evidence. Uh, that would enable her on a criminal level to open an investigation. Uh, so what will happen from now on, whether the, like, I doubt if Bensouda herself before June would, uh, 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 would, would lead the, or would decide to, the, uh, to a new decision to open the investigation. I doubt that. So things might stay in the hands of, uh, or might move to the hands of Karim Khan, and then politics would, uh, uh, would be a major issue. We hope not, of course, but that's that might be the case. So it will be in his decision as the new prosecutor, uh, Karim Khan, to decide whether to actually go forward and bring a case. Uh, unless Bensouda, again, unless Bensouda decides before June, before she steps out of office, but this is very much uh, doubt, doubtful. Uh, so what will happen next is uh, clearly, it should be easy on a legal level, again, especially due to the five years preliminary investigation, checking the evidence, checking the testimonies, and reaching out to the decision to ask the ICC to take a decision regarding its jurisdiction, right? So this already gives a hint that what she has on her desk is enough to open a criminal investigation. Uh, uh, but uh, we can never know what Karim Khan will, will decide, if he will decide. Uh, but I think that um, uh, uh, so far, like the decision that we got on February uh, uh, 5th um, uh, can, can still be a victory for uh, uh, Palestinians, even if Karim Khan will not uh, decide on opening criminal investigations. You, you made a reference to the idea that, that the new prosecutor Karim Khan may be someone who is more sympathetic to the Israeli government or, or less likely to push forward. Uh, and I, um, I just wonder if you can talk a little bit about the politics that led to his selection. Um, I'm not sure I have enough uh, information, uh, but from what I uh, uh, read, uh, like we had some information last year when we started to know that Ben Suda will uh, finish her uh, position in uh, June 2020. His name uh, was the major name that was popping out each uh, time as the favorite uh, uh, prosecutor to be uh, to be elected. Uh, but I think that uh, one of the unique things that happened uh, this time, especially during the Corona and the process of electing the new prosecutor where no one had the ability to do the corridor talking in the UN, uh, this uh, didn't enable a, a lot of exposure of the gossip in the corridors of the UN. Uh, but his name was uh, popping out uh, throughout a long uh, time and it was by no surprise that, like for us, it wasn't a surprise that he was elected. You mentioned earlier that, that in these cases, they're not cases against the government, if I understand what you're saying, they're cases against individuals. Yes. So if there, if there were to be a moving, moving forward, as you mentioned, on the Israeli war with Gaza in, in 2014, or the, the shooting of the protesters in Gaza in 2018, or, or settlements in the West Bank, 
Do you have any sense of who would be the likely uh, targets of that prosecution? Um, uh, you know, there's this issue of the chain of commands. And I think that uh, there has been uh, 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 some talks that, you know, we're talking about hundreds of, uh, of Israeli officials in the uh, IDF, in the Israeli government, and it also reaches politicians. And I want to give you just one example from uh, Benny Gantz, who was, who is basically uh, the minister of, uh, uh, the Israeli minister of defense, who, when he entered the politics uh, uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in the election for, in April 2019, uh, his first campaign was basically how much he was proud to, that he killed hundreds of Gazans uh, in the uh, in the Gaza Strip during 2014, he was the commander in chief back then, and it's clear that he would be one of the uh, uh, one one of the one of the targets. Uh, I think the issue of uh, like official personnel that uh, gave the orders, uh, including uh, the prime minister, the minister of De defense, the military commander, and all the rest are uh, people who are uh, by no doubt uh, 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 the target of uh, such uh, uh, such indictment. Again, if we will reach this uh, 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 this uh, this stage. Uh, and uh, by by no chance, uh, like just recently, there was a new commander as well uh, that was appointed uh, uh, to deal with all the uh, criminal cases that will be open against the hundreds of uh, uh, commanders and officials uh, uh, or the potential to open criminal investigation against them. So we're talking about a, a good number of, of persons, of individuals. So can you talk a bit about the Israeli strategy in response to uh, the ICC and, and what you think might be the next steps in Israel's efforts to obviously try to make sure this doesn't go forward? Um, so, well, Israel's stand is very clear, opposing from A to Z anything that is related to the operation of the ICC, except the signing, except its signing in 2002, and except the political, uh, theoretical uh, statements that it gave when uh, the Rome Statute was uh, 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 was confirmed, that on a political level it does support uh, uh, the work of the uh, criminal court in order to prevent uh, the horrors of uh, World War II. Despite that, it did not ratify. So this is also uh, another political statement. Uh, because it knew even in 2002 that it might not uh, be able to uh, afford the political and legal implication of ratifying the ICC, uh, knowing that the occupied territories have been occupied since 1967. Now, since the preliminary investigation uh, uh, decision of uh, the current, uh, uh, Sou the current uh, prosecutor, Ben Souda, uh, was issued in December 2019, I think things started to become serious. And Israel started as well to see that. I think that even back in 2015, when uh, Palestine uh, 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 joined the ICC as a member state, it started to see that things are uh, becoming serious. And we see that the political pressure that Israel have been posing in terms of uh, putting pressure on each uh, country in Europe and on the United States 
the fact that there was an executive order by uh, the Trump, by President Trump back then, uh, to put uh, pressure and uh, issue sanctions against the ICC just because uh, uh, the prosecutor uh, asked uh, uh, to give a ruling in the jurisdiction of the ICC regarding the situation of Palestine last year. This executive order still hasn't been cancelled by the new Biden administration. So even if we know that it might be more listen a little bit, but still the order hasn't been cancelled. And we know that uh, it has been doing the pressure on each uh, country. And we just saw that with, uh, uh, with, with the statement from Germany uh, that it would not allow uh, 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 it, no, it would not allow the opening of the investigation. Also, we saw that in putting pressure by the fact that there were more than 40 countries that submitted amicus curia as countries against the jurisdiction of the ICC when they were, in, they were able to submit their amicus last year as part of the documents that the ICC should have reviewed in order to reach its decision in February. We do expect that Israel will continue to do that. Uh, it's not, uh, we, we don't know how it will be now with the new administration, uh, but it will also be a good examination for the ICC uh, to see how it would deal with all these political pressures, knowing that all the uh, arguments against it for being biased against Western countries who have the support, especially of the US, would not be dealt and investigated under the ICC because, as we know, it's mostly African countries or African individuals who were uh, uh, sentenced and, and uh, prosecuted at the ICC. So we need to wait and see, but there are a lot of doubts. You mentioned that 40 countries um, uh, filed briefs against the ICC having jurisdiction. Did any countries file briefs in favor? Uh, actually, no. Uh, 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 there wasn't any country that uh, did that, even though there has been a lot of amicus by uh, uh, intellectuals and academics and NGOs and victims, uh, and of course the state of Palestine. Uh, and having mentioned as well Israel's uh, uh, stand, it was asked by the ICC uh, also to submit its um, uh, uh, its. Uh, its statement to the ICC and it, it refused uh, to do that. Uh, and what's interesting as well, by the way, Peter, is that all the states that did submit the amicus against the jurisdiction of the ICC did not say, did not have any opposition when uh, Palestine uh, submitted its membership to the Rome status. Back then it was only Canada that opposed the membership of Palestine to the Rome Statute in 2015, and that's it. And Canada itself was not part of the states this time last year when they did submit the amicus. Uh, Germany was part of those, but uh, actually it didn't oppose. So that's, that's an interesting way as well to look at it in terms of the uh, politics uh, when we're reaching, when we're getting to the serious stuff. You mentioned in briefly the Biden administration. I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about what it has done in response um, to the ruling and, and what you think are the key decisions that it will be making on this on this question uh, in the, you know. In the, oh, the, the Biden? Yes, Biden administration, yes. 
Well, it did as long as far as I uh, am aware, it did uh, uh, state that it will uh, listen uh, and it will cancel the executive uh, order of the Trump administration. But so far, we're just talking about uh, statements like we need the we need it to be a fact on the ground. We need the order, uh, first of all, to be canceled or not to be implemented. Uh, these are the actions that need immediately to be undertaken by the Biden administration. And the, the Trump executive order said that the U.S. would place sanctions on the ICT prosecutors? Yes. Yeah, prosecutors and their staff as well. Yeah, yeah. Mainly prosecutor and one of its uh, his staff. Yes, definitely. So I wonder if you can talk about how this um, plays into the kind of the strategy of the Palestinian national movement. H how is this um, uh, how does this factor into, um, uh, you know, what is, what is the, what is the view of, the, of Mahmoud Abbas and the Palestinian, uh, and the Palestinian Liberation Organization on this? Does Hamas or other Palestinian groups take a different view? And, and how do you see this as, as, as part of the larger Palestinian strategy? Okay, so there are a lot of components. Like, first of all, it is clear that uh, if there will be any criminal investigation opened, it will be opened uh, both on the Israeli individuals and on Hamas members for, uh, uh, you know, for, because of the uh, firing of the rockets. However, this uh, in the inside politics, uh, the, in the inside Palestinian politics, this is not an issue at all because the grave uh, crimes uh, are known to be uh, done and conducted by the Israeli side. It's known that Israel is the occupying power. It's known that Israel has been uh, blocking Gaza and not vice versa. So the uh, concern about uh, having Hamas members or any other armed group is not a huge uh, concern and that they are willing basically to take the, uh, to take the risk of opening a, a, a criminal investigation against a, a such, such individuals. Now, uh, having reaching the ICC, becoming a member, and then uh, uh, achieving this, uh, the result of the, uh, of the ICC decision uh, later, uh, earlier this month, this is a huge victory because if we look at a lot of the tools of the struggle against the occupation, the struggle to have a Palestinian independent state, the struggle to implement the right to self determination of the Palestinian uh, people, which has been anchored in several UN uh, resolutions. None of them have been successful so far, whether we're talking about armed struggle, whether we're talking about peace negotiations, even the Oslo Accords is the one of the failures uh, a, a, of the Palestinian uh, political uh, uh, history. Uh, and I think that referring the, uh, uh, the, the issue of the uh, Palestinian statehood, uh, uh, not in the terms, of course, of sovereignty, but at least in terms of the reliability and accountability uh, of Israel on what's happening, on what its conduct in the West Bank and Gaza, the ICC is being the last resort. This is the only thing that has been left to the uh, political uh, level, uh, speaking about the PLO, Abbas, and as well to the Palestinian human rights, uh, uh, civil society, human rights organization, and so on. 
And this is why it was by no chance that knowing uh, uh, the risk that, uh, or without relation, whether or not there will be um, investigations open, the fact that uh, there was such, uh, the ICC issued uh, this decision is a very important symbolic on a political level uh, for the Palestinians because it comes and acknowledges the right to self-determination it details all the list of UN, uh, uh, UN uh, resolutions that acknowledge the right of the Palestinian people for self-determination. It acknowledges that the jurisdiction or the territory that uh, the jurisdiction applies on are the, is the jurisdiction that falls within the Palestinian occupied territory, naming West Bank, East Jerusalem, and Gaza, and not excluding East Jerusalem, which is also important. And uh, the political uh, uh, acknowledgement is, is a victory in and of itself. So, uh, so I, and I think that uh, this is a result of a few years of uh, uh, work uh, uh, by, by Palestinian diplomats on an international level, because they started to see once uh, they became uh, uh, a, 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 in, in 2015, when they were able to uh, join their own statute as well and sign and ratify other UN uh, conventions like all the UN uh, treaties, uh, they saw that this can be one of the uh, huge victories that they could achieve on an international level because it was also a last resort for them. Do you think that the prospect of um, a case at the ICC has a deterrent effect on Israeli behavior? Um, uh, this is a good question, but uh, uh, I, I'm not sure it does have, because once Israel claims Netanyahu's uh, response to the ICC decision is that Israel will continue to defend itself, when they see that every act is a defensive act, uh, they will continue to do that, because in their eyes it's very defensive. But if we look at what's really happening on the ground from the files that we in Adala have been dealing since, not only since 2014, already since Castled in 2008, where uh, 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 war crimes have been conducted. Uh, if we'll take the 2014, because it's the most relevant for the ICC ruling, almost 2,000 uh, uh, people were uh, killed, among them 1,500 civilians. More than uh, uh, tens of thousands of homes were demolished. Uh, children, women were, uh, were, uh, were killed. And uh, all of our demands to open, uh, open uh, independent uh, professional criminal investigations were denied. They were either closed without having any investigation. They were uh, uh, closed after having a very superficial uh, 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 investigation. And uh, the basically the complementarity component, which, uh, which, which uh, um, uh, puts a burden uh, on Israel in order to exhaust all remedies before, before reaching the international uh, court, we see clearly that it has not been met. Because this means that if it did uh, uh, feel or you know, uh, uh, express any concern, or any kind of regret or any kind of uh, intention uh, to uh, of deterrence uh, 
after not only after the ICC ruling, because they knew that it would be coming, we would have seen uh, a shift or a change in its uh, legal decisions for uh, the legal proceedings and requests that we have been uh, uh, demanding. And even when we get look have a look at the Supreme Court rulings regarding issues in the West Bank, mainly the settlements. I'll, I'll focus on this as well because it's the main issue uh, for the uh, for the upcoming investigations of the ICC. Uh, we, we see that the Israeli Supreme Court uh, does not intervene in issues that are related to uh, the establishment of the settlements, claiming and arguing that it is a political uh, a question that it cannot intervene in it, even though the issue is uh, in contrast with international law, clearly, uh, in a very clear uh, way. Uh, so um, uh, I don't think the, the answer is positive to your question, Peter. Um, I wanted to, the, the last question I wanted to ask was just, uh, there's, uh, I've seen reports in the, in the media about uh, talk of passing a law in the Knesset that would um, uh, penalize uh, institutions in Israel that work, that would hand over information to the ICC. I imagine that Adala might be such an organization. <laughs> um, so I, I wonder, um, I guess, what restrictions, if any, so far has the Israeli government put on your work and how concerned are you that there may be new restrictions in the future? Well, the intimidations of putting such restrictions is not new. It has been out there uh, since Ben Suda started with the preliminary investigation in 2015 after it was asked by uh, the state of uh, Palestine to do that. Uh, and uh, the intimidation started by passing laws that would basically lead to the elimination and the closure, uh, the existent, uh, the, the physical closure uh, of the uh, NGOs, uh, the non-governmental organizations that would deal with it. And why was that the case? Because Adala, in particular, uh, was involved in a lot of demands to open criminal investigations throughout the years including and uh, uh, um, especially uh, during the uh, 2014 uh, Gaza war. And it was clear that uh, Adala is a huge part in uh, what they wanted, uh, who they wanted to intimidate, but of course not only because there are Israeli human rights organizations that also have been dealing with the aspects of uh, a settlement. Now, this is the reason that we as well didn't want to uh, take any kind of uh, risk in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, having anything to do with the ICC on a direct level, because we knew that if we will do anything like that, we will be exposed to an, uh, uh, an actual tangible uh, threat that if, if it doesn't exist today, it might exist in five days, in, in one year, in five years, and probably would be effective uh, retroactively. That was the reason that we didn't, when we prepared our uh, opinion about the uh, ICC's uh, uh, jurisdiction on the situation of Palestine, we did not submit it to the ICC. We did send it um, uh, to, the, to the Israeli Attorney General. We made sure it would get to the eyes of the uh, 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 prosecutor Ben Suda. Uh, we did publish it in our uh, website. We made it clear that this is our 
uh, a position based on our legal work in the Israeli Supreme Court. So it's not that uh, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're doing any lobbying or advocacy because it was basically bringing the facts on the ground before the Supreme Court, uh, the correspondence, the demands, the responses, etc., in order to show that, especially on Gaza, and we did emphasize uh, regarding uh, the jurisdiction on Gaza, where we said that it cannot be that the ICC would reach any kind of decision that it doesn't have any jurisdiction, especially on uh, Gaza, because it, it created, the Israeli legal system created like a legal black hole that did not uh, uh, enable uh, 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 that, it did, that it enabled impunity for all Israeli officials. It didn't enable effective remedy uh, for uh, Gaza uh, residents. And this is in contrast, not only based on international law, but also based on Israeli law. Uh, now, what really, like, I can say that none of the organizations uh, have been uh, dealing with, of the Israeli organizations have been dealing uh, directly uh, with the ICC in terms of uh, submitting uh, amicus, amicus, but the threat is there, uh, especially now with, uh, uh, you know, we're having another uh, fourth election in two years, while the new government each time in every election cycle is becoming more and more uh, uh, right-wing, knowing that the ICC issue is a very controversial political issue because it would address personal individuals and not the state, and it would have tangible uh, effects. So if things will develop, we will certainly, in our expectations, have some legislation that would uh, pass by the uh, parliament. Uh, they're talking about uh, not only uh, uh, civil actions, but uh, uh, criminal actions uh, uh, and uh, reaching to imprisonments. Uh, well, we will watch um, uh, what happens. Uh, 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 thank you so much, uh, Sasan, for um, uh, our conversation. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Occupied Thoughts podcast, a project of the Foundation for Middle East Peace. You can visit our website at fmep.org to subscribe to our many resources and find today's podcast episode posted along with links to additional resources about this topic. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. I'm Peter Beinart, and I look forward to the next episode. Thank you again. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you.